Good morning, everybody. Good to see you guys. Wave at me a little bit today. Hey, good to see you. Good morning, Joy Church UO. Good to see you guys. Well, I don't see you, but you see me today. So we're happy to have you guys with us today. Man, what an awesome day. So excited to be in God's house. So excited to be in church today. You know, I feel like every Sunday is this miracle that's just waiting to happen, right? You know, it's not just another Sunday. We might think, wow, there's 52 of these a year and we just come to church and you know, I mean, it'd be awesome if you came to all 52. I don't think I'm even going to make all 52. But, uh, but, you know, it's just another Sunday, uh, but it's not just another Sunday because when we invite God and, and we have an expectation of Him showing up, He can do amazing things. And I believe that today God is going to speak to you. He's already speaking to you, right? You're being touched by His presence. You're going to be encouraged. You're going to be lifted up and you're going to leave this place different than when you walked in, more full of the Holy Spirit, more full of purpose. Come on, more full of God's Word and good things are going to happen, right? So it's not just another Sunday, it's a, it's a day that God has made, and we're rejoicing and we're glad in it, and God is going to do amazing things today. So are you ready to be encouraged this morning? Awesome. We're going to jump in. We're, we're uh, moving forward in our Rocket Fuel series where we're talking about being fueled with the Spirit, the presence, the Word of God. You know, you were made on purpose and for a purpose. We talk about that a lot at Joy Church because it's, a, it's one of our uh, core messages that Every person is loaded with potential. You are formed and fashioned by the hand of God. You are not just time plus slime plus chance. You are not somebody's accident, right? Whether it's just an accident of biology or your mom and dad's accident, that's not what you are. God actually wants you to be here. He has a purpose for you. And so you are designed to do some amazing things on this planet, but it takes being fueled with God. You were designed to be fueled with his presence. And so we're talking all about how to practically engage God and have a relationship with him through the practice of daily devotions, meaning getting in the word, into the Bible, reading the Bible, learning how to pray. And today I want to talk about hearing the voice of God. How many of you want to learn to hear the voice of God? I think, you know, we have to start with this idea that most of us come with, and I found this to be the case for myself, and I found this to be the case for a lot of the people that I speak with, that we think that hearing God is something that is an ability that only some people possess, or it's something that we have to sort of gussy ourselves up, get more righteous, get more holy, get more pure, uh, and kind of earn it so that God will speak to us. And both of those are, are untrue. Actually, I want you to know this, that you were made, you were literally created and designed to hear God's voice. And God is not hiding. He's not interested in making it difficult. He's speaking and he wants you to hear his voice. I mean, if you just think about the message of Jesus, and this is obviously core to Christianity, it's kind of like the whole thing, that God so much wanted a relationship with you that he sent his son to die on a cross so that you could be reconciled with him. God wants to have a relationship with us. But sometimes when we hear the story, sometimes when we hear the the other people talk about it, especially pastors, and how many of you know we have what's called a preacher story or a, a pastor story? Anybody know what I'm talking about? And if you, if you grew up, not one person knows what I'm talking about, but I do, so I'm going to talk, all right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, so anyways, the preacher story, yeah, you're, just, you're on the edge of your seat. That's what it is. The preacher story is where the preacher gets up, and they tell this an amazing story, and usually the preacher is the hero of the story, right? That's how it always goes. And, the, and it's like this amazing thing. So the preacher says, well, I was there on an airplane, and we were flying across the Atlantic, and I sat down, and God himself spoke to me. And we get this idea of like an angel came and sat down next to this man of God, right? And, and the angel sort of was, you know, and we have this idea that like they're real special and they're really unique, but the honestly, demons out in Jesus' name. So, um, sorry, that won't be funny on the video, but, 
um, we get this idea that it's this holy person, this special kind of a person that can hear God and not normal people like you and I. And that's not the case. But we've heard these stories about, well, I heard God and God told me to do this and God told me to go there. But, and we say, I really wish God would speak to me like that because I haven't experienced that in the way that I perceive this person talking about that. Do you guys know what I'm talking about now? That we hear other people talk about God leading them, God guiding them, God speaking to them. And we think, I wish that was me. I wish I could hear God like that. Well, the reality is you can And I would actually say this to you, venture to say that you probably have heard God speak to you many times, but you might not have realized it. Because in the way that we, even in plain language, understand something being being spoken to or something being communicated to us, God doesn't always speak the way that I'm speaking to you right now. God doesn't always speak in an audible voice. He doesn't always come down and say, beloved servant Paul. I have called thouest unto give Jake a million dollars. I mean, you know, whatever. That might be the voice of God. I don't, you know, to you today. But uh, we think this way. It's kind of this religious way. And that's not always how God speaks. God speaks in so many different ways. So you've probably heard God's voice. I remember two significant times in my life that God spoke to me. One of them was when Bethany and I were really seeking God and praying about moving here to Eugene. It was in 2013. And we were very, very happy, very, very plugged in, locked in in Medford. We had a ministry operating a Bible college. We were uh, working at my dad's church down there at Joy Medford. Having a, everything was good. We had Evie and Jack was on the way. And the Lord spoke to us to come. It was a, a moment of guidance, of direction. But it didn't happen in this way where, you know, God sort of showed up and, and pulled up a chair and said, Jake, let me tell you something. It wasn't like that. It was, it was, it was a lot more about sensation and feeling and Uh, kind of giving us words from other people and so on and so forth. But God spoke to us in a significant way. And I'm very glad we we listened to God. I'm very glad we came. Another time that God spoke to me, and this is probably the one that's the most clear that I ever felt God speak to me, was when I was about 12 or 13 years old, a man and his wife came to our church in Medford and he was a, a piano player and he played the piano, he sang and just did some worship. And I remember being very impacted by the presence of God in that moment. And I, and I, I think I even cried. I mean, uh, yes, men cry. You know, you know, we do cry. We have emotions. We don't want to, we pretend we don't, but we do. And uh, at least, I mean, at least I do. I don't know about some of you guys out there, you manly Rambo men, but I do have emotions. And so I remember crying in the presence of God when I go home that night and I remember the Lord putting in my heart, speaking to me, saying, you're, you're going to be a worship leader. And, and, I, and I did become a worship leader. And God spoke to me and that gave me direction in my life. It it sort of shaped some things. God spoke to me in those moments. But so many people wrestle with hearing God's voice. And one of the worst things that happens with, with this is that they live in fear of missing God's will. I would venture to say that many of you even here today perhaps have this fear kind of in the back of your mind or the back of your heart that you're gonna miss out and take a wrong turn and go off a cliff. That, that you're going to miss God or you're going to be, you're, you're going to just kind of by sheer accident miss out on something that he has for you. And a lot of people are like, what's the will of God? What's the will of God? I need to know, God, what do you want me to do? God, what's your will? God, what's your will? And you live in this fear. And I, and I would hope today that when you leave this place, that that fear is gone. Because number one, you understand that God doesn't speak to you because of your obedience or your holiness or your righteousness or your amazing holy abilities that you have. It's not how, that's not what it's about. 
God speaks to you because he cares about you and he loves you. And so if you have an unshakable confidence in the love of God, you realize, no, God's not just going to let you just go and do something else. So don't, I pray that you, that fear gets taken off of your heart today as we talk about hearing the voice of God. Here's something very important to understand. You were made, literally designed and created to hear God, to walk in relationship with God. If you go back into the, the scriptures in the very beginning, in the book of Genesis, we hear that, we see the story of God creates the heavens and the earth. He He organizes and orders the stars, the heavens and the planet, and he creates Adam and Eve and he places them in a garden. And then right in the very beginning, we see that they have this richly interactive and dynamic relationship with God. That's right in the very beginning that human beings were made in the image of God, created to walk and talk with God, created to have a relationship with God. So you need to understand that speaking to God is not something foreign to you. It's actually native to to who you really are and what you really are, which is a, a child a son or a daughter of God. You're made to hear God, made to walk in relationship with him. And so I pray that that fear gets taken off. Well, I can't hear God. I'm not like that that pastor that said they heard the voice of God. I'm not like this person that says they hear God speak to them all the time. I'm not like that kind of person. No, that fear is gonna be taken off of you today. You're made to hear God. You're made to walk with God. It says in 2 Timothy 1, verse seven, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Aren't you glad about that? If you have fear in your life, that doesn't come from God. If you have fear in your life, that doesn't come from God. Come on, what does God give us? Power and of love and of a sound mind. That fear that you have of missing out on God isn't coming from God. That's coming from something else, maybe your own thoughts or maybe the enemy. But God has given you power and of love and of a sound mind. That's the spirit he gives to you. It says in Deuteronomy 31, 6, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them for the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you, he will not leave you nor forsake you. Somebody needs to hear that today. God is not going to abandon you. He's not going to forsake you. Yeah, but I make mistakes and I do wrong things. That's called being a human being, right? Anybody else make mistakes? Not you people, but I mean me, I do sometimes, right? But God's not gonna walk away from you. He's not gonna abandon you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. He goes with you. Jesus said in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. If you're one of the sheep, if you're one of Jesus' sheep, come on, you're in his flock, you get to hear his voice, right? The shepherd's voice. He says, I know them and they follow me. So hearing God, it's your birthright. You're made to do that. If you're a follower of Jesus, come on, you're in the flock, right? Anybody else in the flock here, right? We're we're in the flock. We get to hear the voice of Jesus. But hearing God is not just about direction or guidance. It's about relationship. And I think this is, a key thing that we need to capture, we need to understand as followers of Jesus is that hearing God is not just about, well, I have a need and so I I pray and I say, God, I need to know, do I go to the left? Do I go to the right? God, who do I marry? God, what job do I take? That's an aspect of hearing the voice of God. But more important than that, and I think more, more central is this idea of a relationship with God, an ongoing conversation. See, just like in a marriage, it's not, it's not like I just want to have a conversation with Bethany or she wants to have a conversation with me when we need something from each other. That, that would be a bad relationship, wouldn't it? It's about us having a rich relationship where we have humor. We have, most of what we probably say to each other doesn't mean much to anyone else or anything else, but it's, it's just funny stuff. Hey, look at this video. Let's watch it together. We're talking about things, talking about the kids. We're sharing life. That's what God wants to have with us. Dallas Willard says this, hearing God is but one dimension 
of a richly interactive relationship and obtaining guidance is but one facet of hearing God. So I want you to understand today, God wants to start a conversation with you that never stops, that goes on and on and on, where you walk and talk with God, just like Adam and Eve did in the garden. This, this kind of a thing where we break away from thinking, oh, I, I only talk to God and God only talks to me in sort of these religious exclusive moments, okay? Where, okay, I, now I'm praying. Now, now oh, everybody stop. I'm praying now. That's what I'm doing. No, what if you just talk to God? What if it was more interactive? I mean, I probably look like a crazy person when I'm driving around town because I'm praying in the spirit. I'm talking to God. I'm in the car. And I'm like, Lord, I'm so thankful for this day. And they're like, who's this guy talking to? You see the guy, you know, in their car, you look over and they're just having a conversation with nothing. You know, that's me, right? It's like the guy at the bus station, just working something out, just walking back and forth, working it out, you know, talking, talking, talking. And you go, this guy knows something the rest of us don't, right? <laughs> he sees things. That's me. I'm that guy. That's who uh, that person is. It's okay to laugh today, guys. Come on. It's okay. So we, <laughs> I'm in the car. I'm just talking with God. It's an ongoing conversation. All right. I want to give you a few truths today the truth about hearing God. Number one, because God loves you, because God loves you, he will guide you. Maybe you're worried about making a bad decision. Maybe you're worried about going the wrong way. I remember one time in my life, I was on the precipice of needing to make a major decision and I was deathly afraid. I was the paranoid parrot. Have you seen this meme? It will change your world, people. If you don't get anything else out of this message, go to the internet and find the paranoid parrot. And it's, that's me. The paranoid parrot is this meme. is like worried about everything. And that's me. And I was on the precipice of this decision, terrified, shaking in my boots. I'm going to make the wrong decision. And I remember my mom said something to me. She says, Jake, yes, mother. Yes, mama. God won't let you drive off a cliff. And it really spoke to my heart because I knew, you know what, I'm, this worry, this fear, this is not coming from God. He doesn't give me a spirit of fear. This worry, this fear, this, this trepidation about, about not making the wrong decision is not coming from God. I'm worried that God's gonna let me down. That's no faith. I know God. I know God is the good father. I know that he loves me. I know that he's for me. I know that I'm safe in his hands. And so I need to trust and believe that if I'm saying, God, will you show me the right way, that he will show me the right way. Jake, God's not going to let you drive off a cliff. I'm like, thank you, mom. And it's true. And I, I said, Lord, I'm going to submit this decision to you. This is what I'm believing and feeling like the direction is and went forward and it was the right decision. At least I think it was. I don't know what the other side would have looked like, right? I don't have a time machine. That would be interesting. But anyways, I, I, God guided me in this moment. God guided me in this moment. God is not a worse father than, than you and I are. In Matthew 7, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, you earthly fathers, he's speaking to people, you earthly fathers, even being evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children. If your son or daughter comes and says, can I have a fish? You're not gonna give them a serpent. Some of you dads would, but God doesn't do this. He says, if your son or daughter comes to you asking for a piece of bread, you're not gonna give them a stone. And he says so much more when you ask God for the Holy Spirit, is he not going to give him to you? God is a good father. And yet sometimes we have this wrong perspective of God, a wrong thought about God that we've allowed to wrap around our heart and it affects our relationship. And you know what God wants to do today? He wants to put his finger on that wrong thought and unravel it from around your heart that says, God will let me fall off a cliff. No, 
God will speak to you. God will guide you. God is speaking to you, not because you've earned it, not because you have the ability, not because you've worked up this religious mojo and now you're a man or woman of God and now you can hear God. No, God will guide you because he loves you. Did you know that if you got a revelation of the love of God and that was the basis of your walk or the basis of your, your, your walk with God, it would transform your life. And yet so many of us, whether you come out of uh, like 35 years of addiction and darkness and bondage and all this kind of stuff, or maybe you come out of 35 years of addiction and bondage in church because you're religious and a Pharisee, wherever you come from, come on, wherever you come from, we get a bad theology, a wrong thought about God that we've allowed to wrap around our heart and constrict our relationship. And God wants to unwind that today and set you free and say, you know what? Your relationship is not based on what you do. It's based on the fact that I just love you. Isn't that amazing? I love this, that, that kids, Jesus says, you have to be like a child to enter into the kingdom. And my kids, they don't care at all what time of the day or night it is. They kick down the door and come into our room. You know what I mean? I, I feel like it was a few weeks ago, Jack came in and it was easily, five, probably five in the morning. And he just comes in, ah, bah, 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 talking, I mean, a mile a minute out loud. How rude. But he doesn't care. You know why? Because his relationship with mom and I is not based on earning effort, propriety, doing the right thing. It's based on the fact that he's our son. And of course we love him and he knows it. Come on. And yet here we are like, well, you know, do I ask God for this? And kick the door down and go in. God loves you. Because God loves you, he will guide you. Number two, you won't miss God by accident, only on purpose. So many times we think, I'm going to miss God. We live in this fear. I'm in this cloud. I'm, I'm foggy. I don't know where to go. You're not going to miss God on accident. You only miss God on purpose. Sin, self-will, selfishness, those things blind us from perceiving the, guide, the guidance of God. But they don't happen by accident. It's a choice, isn't it? The times in my life when I've been like, you know, God, why didn't you guide me? Why didn't you lead me the right direction? It wasn't God not leading and guiding. It was the fact that I had my hands on the wheel and I wasn't listening to Carrie Underwood. You know what I'm talking about, somebody? <laughs> Jesus take the wheel, right? I was the one steering the car. So I get mad. Well, God, why didn't you guide me? I went off a cliff. I destroyed my life. I, I blew my, my stuff up. I, God, I broke my favorite toy. God, I did all these things. It wasn't because I was listening to God and he led me astray or he just didn't speak. It was because I had my hands firmly clenched on the wheel and I was ignoring people coming and saying things to me, ignoring the still small voice, ignoring peace that I didn't have, ignoring God. And so we don't miss God by accident. We only miss him on purpose. Number three, truth about hearing God. God speaks in many different ways. Maybe you're waiting for the audible voice of God. I'm here to speak to you. For some reason, God always has a British accent. You know, in this sort of a stentorian voice. Well, no. Um, if you're waiting for an audible voice, you're going to probably not hear it. I mean, one time in my life, maybe I thought I heard the audible voice of God. And it was that worship leader time when God said, you're going to be a worship leader. And even thinking back, I'm like, I don't know if it was audible. I felt it in my heart, my spirit. Maybe my ears heard it. I don't know, but I heard it. Come on. But if you're waiting for like this moment, this experience, God shows up and here he's, oh, 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 and angels are singing and, you know, all this kind of stuff, you're probably not going to really hear God very much, if at all. 
because you, you, you're, you're putting an overlay, right, on something that isn't really how God speaks. So God speaks in so many different ways. I mean, I think about the story of Elijah, the prophet, who definitely had an interactive relationship with God. In 1 Kings 19, he goes to the mountain of God, Mount Horeb, Mount Sinai. He's down there. And the Lord says, Elijah, I want to speak with you. Elijah, he's present yourself on the mountain. Elijah comes out and it says, all of a sudden there's this mighty wind. God's not in the wind. There's this mighty earthquake. God's not in the earthquake. And Elijah waits, he waits. He's not just allowing the external things, the big show, the big, all this kind of stuff. God wasn't in that. He wasn't in the world and he wasn't there. Where was God? God comes in a still, small voice, says in a gentle whisper, a gentle whisper. Where are the gentle whispers in your life? Where God is whispering, where God is speaking, where God is leading, where God is guiding, but you have to be tuned in and say, you know what? God is speaking to me because God loves me because I was made to hear his voice, but it might not come in the way that I think it's going to come. In fact, it often will not, right? Those of you that have had experience hearing the voice of God, being guided by the presence of God, wouldn't you say that more often than not, God actually speaks in the way you least expect it? But he speaks. All right, how do I hear God? I want to give you five practical steps, five handholds today that you can grab hold of and, and, and move forward with hearing the voice of God in your life in light of those truths that we just shared. Number one, you have to get in the word. And I'm talking about the Bible, the scriptures, get into the word. Christians, if you uh, would, would just get in the word on a daily basis, that more than anything else would transform your life. So we're always looking up blogs and I got to find this preacher and listen to what he says. And what does Pastor Jake think about this? And what does my, this person think? You know what? Get into the word of God and make that the, the foundation of your day, the foundation of your life. God is speaking to you. It's literally called the word of God. Why? Because it's God's word to you to speak to you and not just his word to speak to you about your day or, you know, how to have a slightly marginally better life. That's not what it is about. It's about God saying, this is my heart. This is who I am. So you can come to know me. Come on. The Bible is the revelation of who God is, what life is about and your place in that process. And so you got to get in the whole word. You can't just get like a scripturette and a sermonette for a Christianette. No, you need to get the whole thing. Like you got to get, you got to read Genesis and read through Leviticus. And you're like, what the heck is this talking about? Because there's actually meaning there. You got to get the understanding of the covenant and the journey of Israel and all this kind of stuff. And what's God doing? And why the heck are they sacrificing so many dang sheep, poor sheep? Peter's so angry, but why do they do this? You know, what's going on here? And you got to get through the story and then Jesus shows up. And when you understand the story, you're like, now I understand why they were sacrificing so many sheep. And now I understand what was going on. And then you read through and you get to the end of the book and you see revelations where the new heaven and the new earth comes. Come on, God is revealing himself, but you got to get in the word. He's speaking to us through his word. I remember in Bible college, I would say, hey guys, I need to spend some time in the word today. I'm going to go home after school and I'm going to get in the word. And my friends didn't know that the word was what I called my bed. So I would spend about 10 hours in the word per day. And then I would say, I'm going to really get in the spirit tonight, you guys. I'm going to be in the spirit. That was my Xbox. Come on. <laughs> but you need to not do that. You need to get into the actual word, get into the scripture. Scripture is the number one way to hear God. And here's why, because you know it's him. Well, am I hearing God's voice? Well, are you in the word? Yeah, then yes, you are. 
well, is this God? Yeah, it's God. What's, is that uh, Hezekiah? Yeah, that, that, or uh, not Hezekiah. It's not even a book of the Bible. <laughs> Oops, scratch that one. First book of Hesitations 2, 3. Yeah. Um, is this the book of James? Is this the book of, uh, of Joshua? Is this the book of Matthew? Yes. Okay, then God is speaking to you. It's safe. Knowledge of Scripture is knowledge of Christ. It's how we understand and interact with Him. And when you are full of God's Word, you will know His voice. Come on, you need to be full of God's Word. When you are full of God's Word, all the competing messages and challenges and other voices that come, including your own head, uh, your own voice that speaks into you, you know, the internal thing, when you're full of God's Word, then that you're going to know this, is, this isn't God. That's not God. I, I want, you know, you know, I feel like the Lord is leading me to uh, divorce my wife and marry my secretary. Um, no, but God wants me to be happy, doesn't he? Mm, that's not really the point of all of this. If you read the word, you would know that kind of stuff. You'd immediately say, maybe I am going to go ahead and divorce my wife and marry the secretary, but it's not God. It's me and my own sinfulness and selfishness. Uh-oh. Oh, I don't hear God. I'm so confused. You got to get in the word. Come on, you got to get God's word on the inside of you so that you will be able to know God's will, God's, God's way. Get in the word, number one. Number two, this, is, this one's hard, okay? I'm just going to be honest with you. Is it on the screen yet? Yeah. You have to be quiet. Not that easy. Not that easy. So you can't even do it in a sermon, can you? <laughs> I set up this dramatic pause, and Joe has to just interrupt it right in the very middle. Thanks, Joe. God bless you. I'm just playing with you. <laughs> Be quiet. Wait. How many of you have a hard time with this one? But I want to go fast. Be quiet. Wait and listen. Be quiet. Wait and listen. You have to silence the other voices. What are the voices? Your agenda for the day. The emails, the texts, the ideas, the work. The other voices, your own voice. You have to silence that voice inside of yourself that's speaking self-doubt and condemnation. You have to silence the voice of the enemy. You have to silence the voices. You have to be quiet. You have to wait. You have to listen to hear God's voice. One of the things that I heard one time, and I really believe this, is that God is a gentleman, which means God does not, he will not overpower you to speak to you. God is not going to kick down the door and force you to listen. God will always be gentle. The Holy Spirit is gentle. God is a gentleman. And so he will sit quietly, waiting, waiting for the opportunity, waiting for you to quiet your heart, quiet your spirit. But if you will do that and you will, you will honor God in this and you will be quiet, you will wait and you will listen. You will begin to hear the voice of God. It says in Psalms 131 verse 2 in the message paraphrase, I've kept my feet on the ground. I've cultivated a quiet heart. I feel like the poetry here is so beautiful. I've cultivated a quiet heart, something that's cultivated. I've, I've prepared. Bethany is, has cultivated our garden. She spent all this time preparing the soil to bear fruit. Come on. I've cultivated a quiet heart. I've, I've prepared. I've set time aside. I've let God dig. I've done some things. I've dug some things. I've cultivated a quiet heart like a baby, <clears throat> content in its mother's arms. We never had that experience with our kids, but apparently he did. <laughs> Like a baby content in its mother's arms, my soul is a baby content. Wait, Israel, for God. Wait with hope, hope now, hope 
always. Be quiet, wait, and listen. Silence the other voices and allow God to speak. Number three, be aware of how God can speak specifically to you. So we've already talked about this a little bit, but I'll just run through a few ways that God speaks so that you remember this. He speaks through his word, speaks through the Bible. Sometimes God speaks to us generally. We call the, the scripture is the logos. It's the, the word of God or the graphe, the inscripturated revelation of God. We're just gonna put our thinking caps on for one moment here. The graphe is the inscripturated, the written down words of God. It's the logos though. But sometimes it becomes what we call the rhema, which is the specific prophetic God is pulling something out of his word to specifically apply it to you for that moment. And so a lot of times when you're in the Logos and you're reading through the scriptures and you're just reading about things, all of a sudden God will just, this verse will just kind of pop out to you, right? And that sound effect happens in everything. And all of a sudden you realize, man, God's speaking to me. This is like this verse right here. Boom, that's the one today. Like that's speaking to me, right? Be aware of God speaking through his word. God speaks through other people. God speaks to you through other people. And I'm not just talking about, well, my pastor, yeah, he speaks, God speaks through him or her. Well, God speaks through my, my small group leader, my joy group leader. No, God speaks through other people. Sometimes God could speak through a person that you're just like at the coffee stand and they say something and it's like, boom, that just, it just speaks to you. Do you guys know why we meet in a movie theater? Because God spoke to me through a podcast. So I was listening to a podcast in the bathroom. I think I was shaving and the guys were like, our church meets in a movie theater. And I was like, bing. You know how that happens? The tuning fork kind of goes off. It happens to you too, right? Bing. My thoughts are more fun than your guys's. I think this is true. I just have more fun upstairs than the rest of you. My wife told me yesterday, she's like, hun, it's weird what you do on an airplane because we'll be flying and you'll just be sitting there, like sitting there listening to music for hours. And that's all you're doing. And I'm like, no, that's not all I'm doing. There's things happening up here. <laughs> do, 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 do. It's a lot of fun in here, you guys. I'm just telling you. It's a lot of fun ups up here. <laughs> Where are we? What are we talking about today? Yes, God can speak through other people. God can speak in so many different ways, but other people, he can speak in these in other ways where it's not just like religious moments. I was listening to the podcast and they said, church meets in a movie theater. And I felt the Lord say, boom, that's it. That's where you guys are going to go. That's what you're going to do. And it launched us into this whole process. So God's speaking, but see, I'm, I'm tuned in. I know, man, God could speak at any moment. God could be talking to me through anything. A person can have a conversation. You could just be in the hall today. Somebody could mention something and all of a sudden you can get an idea for a business that you're going to start. You get an idea for, for something you want to do in your life. God is speaking to you through other people, an impression. God can speak through impressions. God can speak through that still small voice, that kind of quiet in your heart voice that he speaks with. God can speak to you, direct you, guide you through having peace about a decision or a lack thereof. It, 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 let me just tell you, no good decisions have ever been made in a hurry. If you are in a hurry, if you are all <gasps> without peace moving forward into something, you know, usually you're really excited about something or something seems like a great idea because you're, but in the back of your mind, you're a little bit afraid of losing it. And so you're just rushing forward and you don't really have that peace. God is speaking to you. Hang on, wait, wait, trust me. Peace or lack thereof. Visions and dreams. One of the ways we knew to come to Eugene is we, I had a vision of, of God doing something amazing uh, not, not through us specifically, but like I wanted to be a part of it. I saw something in a vision, just a, a picture. God speaks in visions and dreams. Some people have really crazy dreams where they're like, I had this dream and 
this happened, and God speaks to them through that. God can speak in an audible voice. God can speak in a witness in our spirit through that. He can speak through an event that opens or shuts a door of opportunity. One of my prayers that I pray very, very regularly is, God, would you just shut and slam hard so I can kind of hear it, boom, every door that is not the direction you want us to go. Even as I pray about the church, Lord, with Joy Church, God, what, which direction do you want us to go? Lord, what, what, what are we, what's our next step as a church? I say, God, will you slam shut every door of opportunity that's not your will, not your way? And God does, boom. And I hear him sometimes, kaboom. People are like, wouldn't that be a good idea? Yeah, it would, but man, that door got slammed. I heard it, right? And we're waiting. And then sometimes God will just open a door and you're like, that's interesting. I was talking to a friend uh, yesterday, or yesterday or the day before about an opportunity that opened up to him. And I've been working with him and strategizing with him on the direction that he goes in his life. And, and we were kind of like, oh, this doesn't really fit. This doesn't really fit. This doesn't really fit. All of a sudden, this one door opened because he was waiting on the Lord, waiting to hear. And this door opened and it looks like, it seems like, man, this is the pathway that God prepared and opened up this door. And he's speaking to you through that. So we need to be aware of how God can speak. How many of you are like, yeah, I didn't know God could speak to me through all those different ways, right? He can speak to us in all these different ways. Number four, how do I hear God? You got to practice obedience. When he speaks something to you, you need to do it. Maybe that's not really profound, but it's probably the hardest one on this list. Maybe for some of you, it's that be quiet, wait and listen part. But for others, it's this be obedient part. I want to encourage you to be pliable, to be flexible, to be teachable. Nothing good happens when we harden our heart and we're like, nope, this is the way I'm going to go. doesn't matter what anybody says. doesn't matter what God says. I'm going to do this thing. No, we want to stay flexible, stay pliable so that God can lead us and guide us, shape us, mold us. We got to practice obedience when God speaks to you. When you say, Lord, would you speak to me? You need to have the honor and the courage to do what he says. Because what happens is if you, will, if you hear the voice of God and you perpetually say, no, 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 I want to hear God. I want you to guide me when I want to know where to go. But when God says, yeah, but I want you to go here and you're like, no. Eventually what happens is that you, you, you are no longer able to perceive and hear. And maybe you're like, well, does that mean I, I'm, I'm in this place? No, because all you have to do in, in a moment is just say, Lord, give me your grace and soften my heart again, Right? At any moment, you can cry out to God and say, Lord, if I've said no to you, and maybe you're here today and you're like, I know there's some stuff that I have been disobedient to. Can I tell you the answer to that? Jesus, please forgive me and then just obey. And you're right back in. You're right back on track. Practice obedience. Number five, how do I hear God? You walk in relationship. So you don't treat God like a vending machine where I put the quarter in and God gives me a word. That's not how it works. It's a relationship. And just like any other relationship, the amount of time and heart and, and quality that I invest into it, the worth and value that I invest into the relationship is the worth and value I will derive from it. And it's not because God is holding himself back from us. The reason is because it's how, it's how our hearts are designed. It's how we operate as human beings. And so if you are investing time, energy, emotion into, into your relationship with God, it's going to transform you and change you. That relationship's going to get richer and deeper. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Do you spend enough time? Do you recognize the voice of Jesus? 1 Thessalonians 5.17, very short verse, so everybody can memorize it today. It says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. 
I used to read this and I took it in my kind of religious way and I heard it and what I thought was like, it means that you're just supposed to pray all day like, dear God, you know, like that. But that's not what it means. What it means is you're supposed to have this interactive, this open heavens, open pipeline at all moments. God, thank you. Go ducks. Hallelujah. Praise God. Lord, I, I thank you for that. Hey God, oh, I see that person over here at Austin. Lord, would you, would you touch that person with your, your spirit? You're just walking through, you're at the bank and you're, you're like, you know, talking to the teller. Hey, um, God, take some money out here. And all of a sudden the Lord says, hey, just tell her that I love her. You know, God loves you. Come on, we're just talking about keeping that openness. Pray without ceasing. You're talking to God, God's talking to you and that's happening all the time. Can I tell you something about that? That is really fun. I don't always walk in this and I wish I did. I wish I could say to you, man, I always pray without ceasing. <laughs> I'm just unceasingly unceasing about prayer. No, I, I don't. But in the moments when I allow this kind of relationship with God, when it's open like that, and I'm just in this aspect, this posture of prayer, praying without ceasing, it's phenomenal. It's amazing. It's scary because God will challenge you to say things and do things that are a little bit outside of your comfort zone. But it's incredible to be operating how I was designed to operate in this vertical pipeline, this connection with God, pray without ceasing, walk in relationship. God wants to start a conversation with you that never stops.